Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. Vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know what it is. It's a vibe with five, vibe with five, and you already know this. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe, man. I just like seeing you, man. I just like seeing you, man. All we're doing is just like, it's, it's, the, fan, it's the response to your fan base. That's it. We're just laughing. We're not worried about you lot. You should be. You you actually really should be. Like, all jokes aside, yeah, you guys don't even have an owner at the moment. Not a proper one, anyway. You don't know whether you're coming, whether you're going. I've lost like, 18 years, Joe. Well, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. It looks like it's all in disarray now. Is he busy? Listen, we've, we, he we, we've got an FA Cup final to worry about. We're, we've secured top four. We finished third. And we've got another cup competition to try and hopefully win. Tough ass, tall order. But we're in it, mate. You've got to be in it to win it. Yeah. Like, we were in the title race all season. You know, no, you and, uh, we, we didn't win it. But 93% of the time you were in the lead. Just think, how that feel? What does that feel like? Anticlimax of anticlimaxes. Do you know what we are? Next season, FC. Come on, Arsenal. Let's go for it. All right. Guys. That was probably the intro right there, isn't it? Joel Bayer, Rio Ferdinand, Stephen Housen, back for a Vibe with Five bank holiday special. I don't hide, you know. I'm not one of these guys that start backtracking and stuff like that. We didn't win the league, but I'm still happy. I want to start off with the Arsenal game yesterday. Arsenal beat... Wait, 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 wait. Five-star performance. Wait, wait. There is an entire scene of you at some point in the middle of the season (laughs) saying, no, expectations changed. If we don't win the league now, it's a failure. Did you not? Rio, was you there? Oh, Steve, Steve, did you see, have you seen the, um, the, 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 the show, thing we put up on uh, Five yesterday? Yeah, compilations. And all of these, all of these Arsenal mates, all of the mates, it's unbelievable. Like the, the way that they were so hyped that we're going to win the league, they believe carrying the trophy around. And then, Mama, what did he say again? What did he say? He was just like, yeah, Rio, where are you? Watching it from home on your TV, blood. <laughs> And then the next scene, I said, it's done, isn't it? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's done, it's over. And that's it. (laughs) Where are you today, real man? You're watching from your TV. That's it now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's done. (laughs) I saw him yesterday at the stadium. Joe, Joe, I'll answer the question in a minute, but the best one, yeah, part of that. Wait, let everyone, when you're watching that video we put out yesterday, right? The, uh, Joe and all of these Arsenal fans like making the big like predictions and, and embracing winning the league too early, right? Just look at the, one of the last scenes. I think it's the first last thirty seconds, yeah, where Joe's at the game asking people for comments coming out of the Arsenal game, and you're just getting blanked. Any 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 yeah. any response? Any? Thoughts on the game? Yeah. Thoughts on the game? Thoughts on the game? No. Thoughts on the game? No. Oh mate. The only video that you guys forgot to include in there was the one where we got beat by Man City uh, with Ash and Stee. I mean, that was the only one that I thought, oh, yeah, that was missing. That wasn't but... the City one. It was the week before. Who did you buy? No, no, no. no, it was. It was the City one where I went outside the stadium. Remember? Oh, Ash didn't come on that one. What'd you no, say? Anton, Anton, was on that one. Anton was on that one. No, you're talking about the week No, when they beat us at the Emirates, the first oh. one. That one. Remember, Steve? All right. Was, that was not in the cup. No, no, it was the league. It was the first time they beat us in the league. But at the Emirates. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what, do you know what, Joe? I mean, listen, I'm going to be serious about Arsenal now. We, we've had our jokes. It's been great, great fun this season. I must say, talk with you Arsenal fans and you, you guys have been, have been great value in that sense. But what I would say, Arsenal as a football club has made like ridiculous strides this season. Um, no one, not many people would have had them in their top four, let alone competing to win the league and in all seriousness. And I think that the, the, what they've done behind the scenes there um, with Edu coming in, obviously, 
uh, Mikel Arteta, what he's been doing there, and, and their recruitment's been spot on. But I think the whole ethos and, and, and expectations now around the club have, have been lifted dramatically. And um, the players also have to take huge credit. But I think that um, from a club that was kind of outside the top four, not really any hopes of getting in there, really. No real aspirations with any foundation to get in there. Um, has really made huge strides. And I think they have to be commended on that. But and, and I think they've gone from a team that are hoping to get in the Champions League to this season. The expectations were that they're... Uh, or, or the outcome of this season is a squad and staff and club that are disappointed in not winning the league. And to be in that position from where you were, I think you guys need a huge like pat on the back. And the big, big key for you guys is going to be next season now, the recruitment window, but also now expectations from the fans uh, and the players themselves and from Mikel Arteta and his team are going to be like, well, we've got to go again to try and win this league. And that's going to be the difference. That's the benchmark now. And you're a team now walking around with a target on your back. Yes, Man City are the ones, the main ones, because they've won the league. But you guys now aren't going to be under the radar at all. It's not going to be, oh, wow, wow, Arsenal look all right now up until the Christmas. Oh, oh they're serious now. They, they, you guys are serious. You've got a serious squad with some fantastic players and a really good manager doing his thing. And now the expectations and now the approach from other teams and managers is going to be very different. And it's how your players adapt and handle that now is going to be intriguing to see for me. So well done to you and your club. I want to ask Rio... Um... When was it? In Joe, I'm sorry, Steve. Steve, what's Steve? What's that smirk for? By the way, on, there's a Steve compilation video coming out tomorrow. You know, tomorrow at 5 p.m. So you guys watching, there's a Steve compilation video. Um, no, I'm not like you, Steve. I'm not going to do you dirty. We're just going to take the best of Stephen Housen moments on Viable Five and put it up. So. Steve called it. Gonna... He did call um, Arsenal's capitulation. He called it. Steve did. Call yeah, but. It. He... Yeah, but he, he was wrong the whole season. Like, I'm not no, buying this whole season. I was right. right. I was just wrong about when it happened. Nah, man. You were wrong yeah, the whole he season. It, he, he called it. He called it. He called it. Every month. Every month of the season, he called it. You can't do that. That's just like, yeah, he, he was calling us out every week. Like, it's like, come hey, Joel, on, man. Joe, 93% of the time, I'm right every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe, what was the question? What was the question, Joe? My question, my question to you was, you talk about having a target on your back. Um... And obviously, look, you've broken the, the transfer record twice, the British transfer record. Um, when did you feel in your career that you started having a, a target on your back? Was it when you got called up to England? Was it when you had moved to Leeds and you were in the Champions League? Was it after you won the title at yeah. United, after you arrived there for 30 mil? What was it? I think it happens every uh, most seasons. Something happens in your career. I think uh, for me, and it's about setting targets for yourself that then you... you Inside, you start become, you you start creating um, challenges for yourself. I think that was the key for me. I think that yes, moving from West Ham to Leeds, you automatically get a target on your back because it's a British record at the time. And then you move from May United to I mean, what Leeds to May United, transfer record again. So there's automatic, they're easy targets on your back that you have to deal with, and they're challenges in your own head. But I think every season at different stages, you create new challenges for yourself, and I think that's that's what what helps you continue your growth as a player. I think that creating those challenges from within are as big as the ones that you're getting from the outside, the expectations because you're a big transfer. Like when I went to play with England, it wasn't like, oh, I'm with England now, I'm on. The, I'm sitting at the table with internationals. It was like, well, the opposing centre forwards now are going to approach me differently. What else have I got? What can I bring to the game? Um, just little things like um, making sure that, that that when I did get onto the ball that I was doing things quicker all the time and not being lackadaisical because I was always called lackadaisical because of my style of play as a young player, trying to refine that and just looking for little details in my game that I could add to my game so that I wouldn't be kind of pigeonholed and that's just me and I can only do that. It's like, for instance, going up against big strikers. I was always good with the ball and coming out of the ball and, and I could have just settled for that, but... I, I would want. I wanted to train, and I'd ask Ian Dowie and John Hartson what makes it difficult for you guys when you when uh, a centre half's coming up for headers with you. I've got to play against Duncan Ferguson, Kevin Campbell, Kevin Davis, mm -hmm. like Dion Dublin, Les Ferdinand, big strikers. I, I want to know how to deal with these guys, and I was asked loads of questions to try and keep on improving. So that was from when I was at West Ham to when I go to. To, to get eventually get to Man United, and I'm 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 hearing and listening to strikers like Ruud Van Nistelrooy, 
um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, Wayne Rooney. What makes it difficult for you? I mean, just getting little things out of them. What makes it difficult for you guys from opposing centre-halves in conversations that I can add to my armoury to become difficult to play against for the other strikers we play in the Premier League in Europe? So, was obviously, there's, so what you're saying is there's a gradual change in every element in your career. Is there one yeah. where after, you, I don't know, I'm calling one out here. Let's just say after you won the Champions League, did you feel that strikers feared you? Because I, I saw a quote somewhere um, and, it, and you know, you said that you knew that strikers wouldn't even try certain things with you because they just knew, you know, there was a fear element. When did you yeah, yeah, feel... They, it was before the Champions League final. It was when we were winning the league. We won it back to back three times like the City team did now. Listen, I'm mm. sure Kevin De Bruyne goes into games now and he thinks like a lot of the time there's players that will kind of try and stay away from him or, or players will just man-mark him so he doesn't get on the ball because once he gets on the ball, they know he's devastating. But I think, and players sometimes I used to play games and think like, that striker's not even come near me today. Like, I don't understand. Like, you've got to play against the fullback or something like that and stayed out of the way. And that, that's what happens. But that comes over time. <clears throat> and to relate it to your team and to Arsenal, the likes of Saka, Martinelli, um, Odegaard, and, and Saliba and the like, they're going to have to bring new things to the game so players are second-guessing them again because players will be doing their research. They'll have played against them a couple of times this season. They'll have known what their habits are. And like Saka, for instance, oh, I want to see Saka balance out how many times he comes inside to outside so it makes him a bit more unpredictable. Do you know what I mean? He, he's, he always wants to come on his left foot. And listen, that's great because it's been devastating and it's worked for him a lot. But if he balanced that out with almost tried to get it 60-40, 50-50 in terms of coming outside to going inside, he's going to be a ridiculous problem. And even he's got that run now where the fullback gets it out wide and he runs inside and gets the ball on the inside of the foot of the opposing fullback from Ben White. What's the next dovetail? What's the next variation on that? He's just adding layers to your game. Odegaard, adding an extra layer of something. What else can Odegaard do to add something else to his game and refine what he's already doing brilliantly? So these, these are the, the questions for these players now. Because you have to do that because people get used to you. You don't want to be someone that you, the players are getting used to and know your, your best tricks. There's only so, yeah. there's only so, <clears throat> sorry, there's only so oh, many so like a Robin who always does mm. what he does. And you can't, and you can't get near him. There's not many I was, of them. I'm, I'm mm. going to give the mic to Steve in a second, but we're on a roll here. Do you think uh, Erlen Haaland has added a little bit to his game since coming to the Premier League? And by the way, I'm using that as a chance to advertise We've done an interview with Harlan, thanks to the FWAs, uh, the Football Writers Association. You can see the interview on Fiverr as well, where I had to be honest with you, man. We spoke, you know, I, I got in my digs here and there. Ronaldo's right foot versus Messi's left foot. Which one are you taking? Difficult. Uh, since I, I've got quite an OK left foot, I will take Ronaldo's right foot. But he's a player that interests me. I thought he was more of a just inside the box kind of striker. Have you seen something different with him this season? Well, I think even just his approach play, I think later on in the season, a couple of goals that they scored, the ball went direct. I think Bayern Munich that away, direct into him, lays it off to, the, to, to Kevin De Bruyne, spins. Kevin De Bruyne, I think, I think he scored or he set, slipped someone else in. But <clears throat> but what, what it is, is, is I think that players are going to understand the way that he plays. But the problem you've got with City is that it's the system that overrides individuals. And he's always going to get chances in the box. I saw Andy Cole quote the other day, like he gets so many chances because they, City as a team creates so many chances. He's, it's going to be almost near impossible. If you've got a predator in that box to score goals, they're going to get goals. Sergio Aguero scored goals in his team. Alvarez scores goals in his team. Haaland is always Sterling. going to score goals. Sterling. But <clears throat> what, what we haven't seen is teams as much come on to City like Liverpool did season, the seasons when they were challenging and really play high and aggressive against them because then that opens up another way for him to score over the top behind. <laughs> He's done it a couple of times early in the season against West Ham, I think it was, at City against, uh, against Brighton. he done it once or twice, but we didn't see it a lot. We may see it more next season, who knows? See, go on. We, we were still on the Arsenal topic, by the way, Steve, just in case you lost where we were, but go on, mate. Well, over to you. there's a few things that I've got to put you out on here, right? <clears throat> As I've said all season, even towards the back end, as, <coughs> as it looked like you weren't going to win the league, all the Arsenal fans immediately switched to next season, we'll, we'll do better, we'll build on this. And it's not always the case. 
it isn't always the case that you go second, you go close, and, and then you maintain any sort of challenge. Sometimes you can peak. And I, one of my concerns, and it's not really a concern for me because I, I enjoy it, if anything, but one of the things that I'd be concerned with is if I was an Arsenal fan is you guys put so much pressure and expectation on your players. The realities are there were three teams that had a better improvement than Arsenal did this season. And there were a couple of teams that... <clears throat> you can How many of them were challenging for the title, though, Steve? <clears throat> I'm talking about pure point swings, right? Newcastle no, no, no. added 22 points for the title. Arsenal. How many of them were challenging for the title? Joel, can I finish? Right? Just Newcastle added 22 you. points from this season to last, so they gained more points, more points than you did. United added 17 points from last season to this. Villa added 16 points from last season to this and even hamstrung themselves at the start of the season by having Gerrard in there. Arsenal added 15 points. But you added 15 points and totally tossed off the other cup competitions. Newcastle got to a cup final. United are in two cup finals. Brighton added 11. There's only four points behind you. They got to a semi-final. You know, Brentford added 13. So what you did wasn't special. It was nice. It was good. Well done. But you didn't add that much. And you've got to remember, Chelsea dropped 30 points. <clears throat> 25 points. Spurs dropped 11 points. This is just on where they were last season. Steve, so to say can I just, you're definitely can I just... going to improve, you can't say that you're definitely going to improve. I won't tell you that United will definitely improve. <clears throat> next month. But Steve, I, I would that. one thing I would say, Steve, to that, yeah, I, I agree, I understand what you're saying. The only thing that I would say that on top of that is that one of the biggest shifts that you can get within a football club is the culture and the mindset. And I think that's something that has shifted dramatically at Arsenal over the teams you've just mentioned. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> over Brighton? Over Newcastle? Yeah, because... Yeah, because uh, Newcastle, guys, maybe... Yeah, but we're actually going for the top prize. It doesn't matter what anyone says. You can sit here and you can talk about the points, but the reality is we wouldn't even dream of saying we're challenging for the league title last season. It doesn't matter what anyone says. All those other teams can make improvements. Yeah, but we were actually going for the top, top prize. We didn't get there in the end, but that hasn't been Arsenal Football Club's mindset for 19 years. So say what you want to say. Sometimes, even if it was from, from um, second to third, you can be third. And you're not challenging. You can just be third for the sake of it. And that's not even a shot at Man United. It's just the truth. But when you're, actually, when you're actually challenging for the title and your players are saying we should have won it, if you heard Odegaard after the match yesterday, he said it wasn't good enough, there needs to be changes. Mikel Arteta coming out and speaking to the fans. It shows where we are as a club. Credit to those other clubs, Steve. But Arsenal Football Club, listen, there I say it, we're back. Well, do you know what? The, the result that you got yesterday was symptomatic of exactly what the problem is. Pressure was off yesterday. You definitely yeah. got in second. Yeah. And you absolutely smacked someone up. That yeah. right there tells you the mentality of this Arsenal team. You raced into a lead because nobody saw you coming. Everyone was too busy looking at Chelsea, at Liverpool, at City, at the new manager at United, and all the attention was on those clubs. And then someone goes, hang on, have you seen what they're doing? And then you, you're already in front. And you maintained I, it. You maintained it way longer than I think any of you, and certainly I thought you could maintain it, but the result was the same. You didn't win the league. So it yeah, doesn't matter. I, I agree with you, Steve. Look, those previous times, <clears throat> 2008, when you led for, for how long? Um, 2000, was it 14, when you led for how long? The times that Arsenal have led for more than 50% of the season and still not won the league, that's all happened since 2004. So different. you can't say that this is different because is we've all seen this film before. It Arsenal is, get, is, you get carried away. Your fan base no, 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 puts too much pressure on them. Because... Next season happens, you crumble. Oh, Steve, it's been it's... some facts this morning, Joe. I don't know if you can No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, it's different. And, Ooh, and the reality it's is... It's in your yeah. culture. It's in your culture. The club is showing it's this. Really, this is football heritage. DNA. DNA. This is the kind of stuff that we're going to be putting in the Steve compilation. Just a whole load of West, mate. That's what we're going to be putting tomorrow at 5pm. You know, but, like, no, but the reality is I, I don't really mind because I know that it's down to what we do this summer. I've been saying it. If we can go in the market and get the likes of Declan Rice, 
who Rio, you've stated many a times that you went at Manchester United because of his leadership qualities, because of the player that he <clears> can be. Those kind of players, when you add them, it makes a difference because when party goes quiet for eight weeks, you know, you've got him there. When you've got other players such as Zinchenko who might slip outside, whatever. Whoa, 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 whoa. So, so Rice yeah. is coming in to play back up to party. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. no, no I, I could think that Rice is doing some bits uh, replacing Xhaka at Arsenal yeah, yeah. Uh, as a permanent replacement. Uh, I upset yeah. the uh, West Ham fans last week because um, for some reason they seem to think that he's worth somewhere in the region of 120 mil. And for me, to be 120 mil, you've got to be like world-class, all-star mm. sort of player. If, if Declan Rice was cheaper, I'd absolutely bite your hand off for him. But mm. the circumstances being what they are and United needing to prioritise a striker, I think spending 120 million on a midfielder is mental. Um, yeah. But there were a lot of West Ham fans that were saying he's the best midfielder in the league, and I just I can't I can't agree with that at all. He's not. He's, he's not. Yeah. Rio, Rio, do you think <clears throat> Arsenal's far? Like when you look at us and what we would need to to to, yeah. to beat City, would you think there's a there's a there's a huge gulf? I think the biggest problem you've got at the moment. You looked at the game yesterday. Squad depth. The depth for your squad ain't mm. there. If Saka comes out of your team, what's coming in? Do you know what I mean? Martinelli comes out, really, is there a big, good enough replacement to, that at that level is going to be... Trotsard's done well, yeah. yeah. But I just think that, like, Odegaard comes out of your team. Saliba comes out of your team. Defensively, you capitulate. Do you know what I mean? So, Saka, I mean, party starts the game at right-back yesterday. Do you know what I mean? So, like, these, these things here, I think you just need a few squad fillers that can come in and impact your first 11 because your first 11 has showed that they're very good. But then I think you need some a couple to come and improve your, your starting eleven. Declan Rice does improve your starting eleven, no doubt for me. If you do go and yeah. get him, but mm-hmm. it's whether the price is going to be able to be uh, 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 is is a price that, that Arsenal agree with and, and that West Ham accepts. So I think it's, it's that there might be a big disparity between where both clubs are at the moment. If they can close that gap and get it done, I think I think Declan Rice as part of your culture driving um, mm-hmm. as having a, a somebody that that wants to improve that can improve others, that gel squads together, is a real team player. Um, that's not even talking about his ability as a footballer. I think he's fantastic. And I think there's levels to jump for him ability-wise. I think he'll go, he, he's someone that wants to learn and always striving to improve. And I think he, doing that at a club like Arsenal, whose aspirations are different to West Ham, no disrespect, they are. Um, I think he'll have a real opportunity to really improve himself as a player and go to another, go to another level. Agreed. You know, saying that, oh, I want to say one more thing I wanted to say uh, on, on, the, on the Arsenal, right? This season, Arsenal have won all competitions, 33 matches of football, right? So far, United have won 41. I think that puts the nail in the coffin of the who's had the better season argument. No, it doesn't, yeah, Steve. Yeah. Just because yeah, you've you come out and you've, you've laid out a few skewed facts doesn't mean you've had a better season than us. You're about to go get slapped up by City on the 3rd of June, mate. Yeah, so it doesn't matter. When you come back and you're like, oh, but we got there in the end. I'll go, but you didn't win. Just like what you were saying, Joel, we didn't win. Joel, tell the truth. Uh, tell the truth, mate. Joel. If, if, in, in five years' time, when someone says, oh, we finished second and we pushed a great City team to, 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 to win the championship, we finished uh, second, is anybody really going to remember that? Real, yes. we've done it twice last yes. few years. Because, because I remember I remember Liverpool's once. So yes, we will remember it. Anyway, I want to give a massive shout out to Xhaka for the great service that he's given my club. Two great goals yesterday. He's a great example that sometimes things can start off bad, but you can turn things around. Um, yeah, you know, and and I, I never thought that I never thought he would be a player that I would clap off like I did yesterday. Um, and there's a side of me that's it's a bit sad that he might be leaving, but. I think if Who's you in your player of the year, Joel? Odegaard? No. It's out of Odegaard and Saka, if I'm honest. I know Odegaard's probably been the better player, but <clears throat> I love the fact that we could rely on Saka when we needed it. I never thought he would be become the clutch player that he could be. You know, games against United. But the, like the whole season, I look at him and I just think, wow. I, I do agree with you, though, Rio. I think there needs to be a variance of his <clears> game. <throat> I think that will come. I'm glad we've tied him down to the contract. And uh, it's out of those two. 14 goals, 11 assists for Saka this year. I'll, I'll probably just give yeah. it to Odegaard just as his influence. I think even in big games, I think he's the one they, Saka they look to, but the rhythm of the game, etc. they look to, to Odegaard and I think he's been brilliant. Can't argue with you. But yeah, five-star performance by Arsenal yesterday, Champions League football. We're back. Moving on to Manchester United. 
started off scary against Fulham, didn't it? Fulham a problem. Fulham are a problem. Simple as, especially when you rotate the uh, the eleven a little bit. And real, have you ever had a game like that where the match you're currently playing in is is dead dead rubber, and you've got like a cup final playing the week after? You ever had that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your mentality going into that? I've got to be honest. I didn't even want to play in the game because sometimes we'd won the league already with like four or five games to go, whatever it was, and you know you've got Champions League final or you've got a FA Cup final. Or whatever, and you think to yourself, I don't want to risk even getting injured. Like, just play these games or you just try and go through the games. I actually said to players, opposing strikers, I forget, there's loads of them I'd have said to you, listen, calm it down now. Listen, you ain't playing for nothing. Season's over. Two games left. Just relax, man. Stop running in the channels. Relax yourself, man. Stand on the halfway line and get it to feet. I don't want to run in the channels. You know what I mean? But you get these busy strikers that they can't help it. They want to get a goal at Old Trafford or get United. So it never used to happen. But, it was yeah. You are you are fearful of getting injured, and you are like worried about overexerting yourself, and you want yourself to be in tip-top condition for when the final does come around. And I think Man United's players, I think, would have started that game yesterday. But then I, what I liked is a bit of pride kicked in. Went one nil down. You go. You see a difference. You see a reaction. I liked. Um, I said this on my review last night. Um, with Fred, you get a zero out of ten or a ten out of ten, and there is there is nothing in between with him. Um, mm. I, I think looking at how it went at Wembley against Brighton and, and how it's gone previously against City this season, I think Fred could be one of the first names on the team sheet against City. Move Bruno maybe over to the right-hand side where he's got a little bit um, less sort of defensive responsibilities than he would have in the middle. Put Fred in there for a little bit of legs because I think the only criticism that you can even contemplate throwing at Ericsson and Casemiro, who've been mega this season, is when you come up against an energetic team, those two, as a two, if they've not got a third um, player in there, do look like they can get run ragged a little bit, chasing people. Uh, uh, you know what? I, I, I know what you're saying, but I think Sancho is coming to a bit of form and I think he's, he's got to stay in the team. I, so I think I, he can still stay in the team. He can blow on the uh, left. Yeah, maybe. But I, think, I, I, I think I'd, I'd play uh, Bruno on, on Rodri. I think he's, he's, he's everything great about this city, city team. A lot of it, come, most of it comes through him. And I think I'd, I'd want someone on him who can just buzz around him. But when we get the ball, run off him and, and, and get off the back of him because I think he's so integral to what they do. Just stop him getting on the ball. And I think he allowed John Stones to come out and create, create holes for the, the, the front three to run into and then meet him, meet him on the halfway line or wherever it is. But I would I, I want Rodri kept quiet and I'd want gaps and I'd entice the one of the back four to come out with the ball. It's always been Stones recently and I want him to keep coming as far as you want when I've got some people like Rashford, Sancho to be able to run into them big gaps, man. And then it's Dennis I'd go about Sancho on the left of it um, because I don't think you're beating Carl Walker in a foot race. Marcus's mm. go-to move is that I'm just quicker than everybody and I'll beat whoever mm. it is to the ball but that's not the case with Carl Walker. Carl Walker's so quick that I, I think you nullify your main attacking threat if you put Rashford up against Carl Walker. Mm. I say move him inside and have him coming off the centre half. So, like you said, coming off John Stones, if you can get John Stones to step up a little bit, create a little bit of a hole in behind him, put the ball in behind there. You've, that's I think going to be United's biggest threat next week. Yeah, and and I think also with Sancho, I think listen, he's shown glimpses now, but he's got still got a long way to go to convince everybody that he's a full fledged Man United player. But I believe that if they can get players close enough to him on the pitch he's such an intelligent footballer I mean everyone expects him to be just a dribbler that comes over he's got an intelligence to the way he plays if he can get people to bounce off and run that's where he could hurt Carl Walker he's not going to beat him in a foot race or physically but if he's got bodies around him and he can play one twos and opposite movements and get the, get the returns here and there and then play balls through for people for runners he becomes a problem but I think he needs the other parts of the team to function for him to be able to perform at his best and that's what the, the, I think the, the nuances that they need to sort out at United for him to be able to perform. But I think it's going to be interesting. I think, listen, Man United have got to be at their best, tip-top best to even have a chance of beating City. But, I mean, you look at the season, I think it's interesting when I see a couple of stats popped out from, this, from the end of the season about Eric Ten Hag. And there were lots of reservations about, is he going to be the guy? Can he transfer, transfer what he's done at Ajax to, to this league in the Premier League? Um, but this season, he's equaled the Man United's all-time club record for most home wins in a single campaign, 27. 
I mean, it's, it's, it's phenomenal, really. I think 2002, 2003 team done that. Um, so that says one thing, that there's a consistency at home but, and it's becoming a bit of but, a fortress hear, at home. Rio, Rio, I hear that, but this is what I don't like about stats. Because let's be honest with you, it's, it's you know, well done. Great achievement in that, but it's it's overrated because you didn't do anything. You didn't challenge. So you can realize Joe, 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 Joe. We're starting from, can I just say something, Joe? We're starting from so low, the expectations at this football club were so low, he's brought us to a place. Listen, you did, last season, teams were coming to Old Trafford, yeah, not even having to roll up their sleeves and, and roll us over. They were coming there on the front foot, every single team saying, we are going to start a man United. I've got it all done. Joe, you've got, to, you've got to think about where we were. It's not, oh, because it's Man United of yesterday, they've got a challenge immediately. No, no, there's got to be an improvement. We've, the remit was to finish in the Champions League and that's it. They got a Carabao Cup, finished third on 75 points, most, most clean sheets, most, uh, a club record in terms of most home wins in a single campaign, beating all of the big six at some point this season, one home defeat all season, we're in the FA Cup final, Champions League secured. Like, that's massive improvement from where we that's were. Great. So, so why is it that when I say, oh, by the way, I'd rather have Arsenal season, it's all from about perspective, right? We've come from where we were and we've challenged City. Oh, no, but it's not been a better season than Man United. No, you've got to look at where we are and where we've come from. That's what, what I've win? been saying. That's all I've been saying. But what did right you when win? you said, Ariel. What did you win? It's all right. What did you what did win? You win? It doesn't matter. Because if it's just about no, progression, Newcastle on a better season. Where we're going. Because you're talking about the 27 home, home wins, yeah? It's all about progression, right? Right, right, so Newcastle had a better season than you, yeah? You didn't, play a, you didn't play a final. You didn't play your final, your Carlin Cup final at Old Trafford, did you? No, it's all about the progression. Do you see what I'm saying? You st- are you we there? We won the Carabao Cup. That's all it is. We won the Carabao Cup. That's all they got to say. We I don't got, like the fact that all of a sudden the Carabao Cup is the pinnacle, right, of competitions. Rio, you lot, no, you it lot just, are... It just, so separates, it just separates May United from Arsenal this season in terms of... It's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. Because like I said, we've won four FA Cups in nine years. Carabao Cup is the last thing we needed. It's the last thing we needed. And you've got to what think about this as well. Be- At the start of the season, uh, when Eric Ten Hag took over, he could have reasonably expected Mason Greenwood's situation would have got resolved. He could have mm-hmm. reasonably expected that Cristiano Ronaldo might have still been here come the end of this season. You could have reasonably expected he might have had Cavani or Anthony Martial at some point this season. So if you're talking about perspective, United have had four strikers that we ain't had. And like you said, well. we signed that Lagos, it's not worked. We've, we've got a goalless striker up front and we still won something. Yeah, and we've got, and you know what as well, Joel? Like all of those things there, the Greenwood situation, the Harry Maguire situation as captain out of the team, Cristiano Ronaldo, not having a striker, like you say, to, to play up there consistently. These are massive issues at a football club that your club ain't had to deal with that. Ain't had none of these big issues on the, on the side, the side shows that were just dominating coverage in the media. These are huge. Right. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to be a, a Man United hater. I don't want to be a Man United hater. I think he's done well as a manager, and I, I empathise with the situations that he's had. It's more to do with you lot, like the likes of Steve, Rio, like, I, I, I just feel like it's one rule for you and one rule for the Arsenal Arsenal team. So I think one thing that when you, look at, when you look at us, Joel, when you look at us, yeah, I look at Ten Hag said some uh, something yesterday, obviously looking yeah. at players for recruitment next year, and he said that it speak, last year when he came in, speaking to players to come into the football club, there were reservations about coming and joining Man United made it difficult for him to bring any players in. But he said, now they can see the ambition in this project and they want to come. Quality players really want to join Man United now, is what he's saying, because he's, he's got his tentacles out in, in, in the, the market, hearing and listening to what players' responses are to interest. And it's all positive. That's a big, big sign and a, and a tip to the cap to say, you know what, something's going right there at the moment. Not completely, but it's, yeah. got, it's being better than what it was. Not just new players, old players as well, because I want us to talk about Bruno Fernandes a little bit. Um, I don't know if you want to kick, uh, read out the stats, Steve or Rio, but he since the Liverpool sulking or whatever the heck he, he was doing, and I criticised him massively for it when Patrice Evra came on the show, 
his attitude's turned around, man. He's actually taken the goal-scoring pressure as well. The pressure's off Marcus Rashford for a long time as well. Exceptional, mm-hmm. exceptional season for Bruno Fernandes. Pretty normal season, really, for Bruno Fernandes. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Go on. Has been exceptional since he joined Manchester United. He's absolutely shit goals and assists. And for some reason, people have a bit of a bee in their bonnet about how often he loses the ball. But you've got to allow someone in your life. Look, if your centre half and your goalkeeper are taking risks, you've got problems. But if your creative outlet is taking risks, no problem. That's what he's there to do. Mm. Otherwise, you have safe, boring Louis Van Gaal football where everyone stands mm. on a particular spot and they just pass it to each other. Like, mm-hmm. you've got to have some player that's got a little bit of flair about him, a little bit of um, chance creation, a little bit of risk. And you've got to play with risk. That's what we're, it's all about. And he gets into really good positions to be able to finish stuff himself. He puts so many balls in. And, like, he, I don't know where he's ended up finishing. He's, it's either him or De Bruyne vying for first and second for the amount of chances that have been created. When you consider how much more ball City have than us, You'd have to say pound for pound is the is the most creative player in the Premier League, and okay. we don't even have a striker for him to aim to. Imagine we yeah, had yeah, a, exactly. a for him to aim to exactly. Exactly. You're overhyping it a little bit. I do agree. He's, he's he's done well, and and I think his attitude shift has been key for me. Uh, there are seasons where I always say, yeah, his back was hurting, especially the first couple when he arrived at United. I think there was a little bit of a dip um, last season, but I think halfway through the season he's shown that he is absolutely undroppable, whether it be as a cam, whether it be as a, on the right, he's really stepped up. Go on, Rio. I, 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 I think um, he's been tremendous. I think he's been, some criticism has been aimed at him for his body language and whatnot over the, over the Rightfully season so. especially. But he has responded and he just, and I think he cares. He does care. And it's just sometimes it's the showing it in the right way. Um, but he absolutely cares about being a, a top footballer, wants to be successful at Man United, understands the history and expectations there. And like Steve said, from the day he's walked into the football club, he has been the guy that the club has had to look to in all of the moments when they needed something because he has been a tremendous addition to this football club in terms of goals, chances created, assists. Like you say, I think it's only Kevin De Bruyne that's anywhere near him this season in terms of chances created. He's created 119 chances. What I would say, yes, I'll let you throw them stats in, Steve, just to compound it all, but it's... If I'm, if I'm a number nine in world football now and I'm looking at going to Man United, if you can't go to City or you can't go wherever, after City in the Premier League, you're thinking to yourself, I could score so many goals played behind this guy. Like the, what he could do with a ball, put a ball on the sixpence. If I've got half decent movement, I'm getting, I'm getting 25 chances minimum just from him. Like, because he's that good with the ball. If he gets any time on, he doesn't even need time. He turns and faces the game. He puts the ball anywhere you want it. And I think if Man United... The two wide players, Rashford does it. He could do it more. If And if Sancho plays on the other side, whoever it is plays on the other side, if they just think about once he gets the ball and make runs in behind, this guy, I, I wouldn't even think about getting the ball to feet. I just want it in behind the whole time because I, he's going to find me. And I'll t- be telling him before the game, imagine being a number nine. My mouth will be watering. I'll be saying, get me in that club ASAP now. I need to get there because I think he's that good. And yeah, like Steve said, these type of players, imagine you've got a number 10 that don't take risks. That doesn't they want to get on the ball and play short five yard, ten yard sideways, backward passes? No, get out of the team, turn, face the game, play people in. That's what he does. 
He's good. Anyway, I've got to give chances him, created this him. season. 119 chances created by Bruno this season. Now, no striker's ever going to finish one in one, but can you imagine? He, on his own, created 119 chances. Second is actually Kieran Trippier, which surprised me a little bit, with 110. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne's on 98, not even over 100. Dad's mm, on 76. Mm, no, important player. But we, we've got to go yeah. again. We've got a transfer window coming up. We've got to go again. This is going to be really important, this transfer window. May United have to get it right. Obviously, a striker is of huge importance. That number nine, who we get, and if it's not Osserman and it's not Kane, it's going to be it's going to deflate me. I've got to be honest. I don't know how you feel, Steve, but if it ain't one of those two players, are we massively deflated? I don't think anyone else, unless I can't see anybody else who comes in you go right. I understand that, and that's that's for immediate now results. There's no one that outside of those two, but I think those two are going to cost you some serious cash. And there's some talk over the last week that Daniel Levy wants a hundred million for for Kane to go now rather than let him go on a free. I don't know if that's bluster. I don't know if that's him trying to make sure that he don't get add off. Um, but would you spend a hundred million on a player now? I think well, in today's game, today today's market, I think I probably I probably spend it now. I probably I probably do. I probably just because Man United. Imagine Man United had another twenty five goals to what they've done this season. A player that can change the dynamic in your team completely. Like I think I think Man United they're in a position where they're gonna to have to pay a big chunk for what, what one of those two if they want one of those two. And I think I I'll just go and give it because I think Eric Ten Hag can't be thinking oh we'll wait next year. He might not be here in a year, the way football is at the moment. I hope he will be. I, exactly. I think he will be. But mm-hmm. the way football is, you can't think about, oh, in a year's time. And that's another year older mm-hmm. than Harry Kane will be as well. Do you want to wait that long? Like, no, nah, man. I, You've got to go and get these things done now. I, was, I want to add quickly as well, like, everything you're saying, Rio, is true because who knows where Chelsea's going to be in a year's time. It's all about, basically, you've you got to really assert your dominance in the league, man, because you could close your eyes and then in a year's time or two years' time, Newcastle are the champions. You see what I mean? And by then, you've got to make sure that you close the gap and, and you really assert yeah. yourself because someone like Harry Kane as well, he's a rarity, in it? Like, 100 mil in today's football is probably like 50 mil, you know, if you're looking at it at your time. He's guaranteeing maybe. you 25 goals. It's straight, it's straight. Like, yeah. like if, if, you win, if you win a few trophies or whatever, the shirt sales will probably get you back, back anyway. Like, at least the guy just guaranteed yeah. goals. He's a goal machine, man. Generational goal, goal getter. Simple as. Yeah. Who do you reckon wins the league first? Newcastle, United, Arsenal, or Arsenal. Harry Kane. <laughs> you say Arsenal. Ooh. I'd I'd say I'd say I'd still put United ahead of that group. If they get it right in this window, they got to get it right in this window. Can't wait. Do you think it? Do you think the budget is going to be dictated to by the owners, or because there's there's supposedly some sort of FFP restrictions on United at the moment? Yeah, I think, where... yeah. FFP plays its part. I don't think Man United can go into the market and buy like a top draw centre forward and a top draw centre midfielder. I think they're going to have to shift a lot of players to enable them to have the budget to go and get both, or to have a chance of getting both. I don't think they can do it. Striker priority number one. And then they're going to have to get a couple of players in and around the midfield. I think they do need one or two players in the midfield area that can get goals, add goals or assists, but also engine to that midfield. Um, and I think it's uh, someone. Do we different. go back for um, Dion Drecken? No, nah, the man don't want to come. The man ain't showed the intention that he wants to come to leave him. I think it's. Nah, I think man. it's him trying to not get himself. They owed him seventeen million, which I think if yeah. he asked to leave, he wasn't getting. It sounds too difficult, too complicated. Let's go, man. Move on. Even, I think Kovacic has got a year left. Go and get someone like it. I like him. Drives the it's going to be a fire sale at Chelsea, isn't it? Yeah. You should, Mason someone Mount's should be going one shopping at Chelsea this summer. Ma- Mason Mount's an interesting one. If he's not going to get re-signed at Chelsea, he's interesting because he scores goals and he, he gets assists. I think he's, a, he's, he's someone who would fit into the way Man United play. I think if he's available, which it seems like he is, I think every one of the top six would be interested in Mason Mount. I've heard he might be going to Liverpool. Yeah, I've heard that as well. It'd be a great addition to their squad. By the way, Liverpool will be challenging next year, I think. I think Liverpool challenge next year. As, as much of a drop-off they've had this season, 
I think they come again. I think recruitment will be important. It's like it's for everybody. But if they get the right pieces, they've got a, a, the depth up front with the, with the players. Salah's still banging in goals, no matter what you say. Um, Nunez, I'm sure, will be better again. Gakpo will be better again. So, Jota is a fit. Jota will be better again, getting them more goals scored again yesterday. So, I think they're going to... They can go again, I think. I think they're going to be a real team that we have to keep your eye on. They don't just fall away, Liverpool. Who do you um, sell to raise some funds at United? Scott McTominay hasn't played much football this year, as much as he would like, I don't think. Um, if I was him as a young player, I'd probably start assessing that situation, having real hard conversations with the club. Do you see me as part of it or not? Um, but he played manual for him a few times, did he, as well? Yeah, yeah. Fred seems to be above him in the pecking order. Obviously, Ericsson and, and Casemiro obviously are as well. So, if I'm that far down the pecking order, I'll definitely start looking at it. And I, I don't think he'll have a problem finding the club. I think he's a very, very good footballer. Um, and I think he could add a lot of value to clubs. Um, he'd be one that I'd look at probably. I'd look at um, Harry Maguire has to look at a new option for himself. Unless he says, I'm not happy to be further fourth choice. Um wan has played himself back into being a very, very good member of the squad. Dependable. Um, I would look at, uh, well, obviously, Vegas ain't going to be here. Um, I don't know. I don't know where else you're going to get. Elanga, maybe. Marshall. You're getting a chance of opportunities. Martial. Martial hasn't proved that he can stay fit or consistent. you could enough. raise 100 million through sales? I think if you got rid of those three there, that's 100 million sitting there. Those four, with Alanga maybe. Because Alanga ain't getting the football he deserves. He's a young player who's done well when he came in, still not getting a chance. Big players in front of him, but I think someone like that wants to play first-team football. McTominay. Or McTominay might be someone who, who fits into being a really good squad player. If that's what he's, he's OK with, then I think he's a very good squad player who I'd keep as well. Rumours that we're going to get what? £30 million for Dean Anderson, which is... Nice hey, another one, Dean Anderson. Yeah, Dean Anderson's another one. He, he's, he's, you might he's want to consider Ahmed uh, Diallo as well. Is he going to come back and break in? Is he going to get a chance or is that one you sell? He's, he, he, he's an interesting one. Diallo's got huge talent. There's no doubt in that come, when he comes from Italy and then he comes here and you can see the talent he's got, but he just obviously wasn't robust enough at the time. But that loan at Sunderland, mate, he, he left that place a hero. Absolute god over there at Sunderland. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be interested in what they do for him. And he plays on the right-hand side, by the way, a problem position for us. Um, I know Anthony's coming and done well, but He's someone you could maybe look at and say, can he have something a little bit different? Um, I'd like to see him given another opportunity, Diallo. I've got to be honest, just because I'd, I'd, it's, it's a bit of unfinished business there. And I don't know if he's not good enough or not right for Man United, or he is because I haven't seen enough and he was too young when he first came. Uh, yeah. Did that's you a, see the goals at Liverpool yesterday? South Africa, yeah. Liverpool. I mean, there was a lot of goals. Any comment on some of those goals? You tell me that I'm wrong in what I, I, I think you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, now I think it might have been you that said this to me years ago. You can't defend the goal if you're looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's you so many the of those goals. Trent is looking at his own goal. He's too late to react. Things are coming from behind him. He ain't aware of what's going on around him. He is a massive, massive defensive liability because the guy can play football. Like The guy's got mm. all the technique and the vision in the world. And I'm not sure if I would move him into midfield either because I think defending a midfield, there's still a defensive element to playing in midfield. And I think you arguably you need to have a little bit more 360 awareness in midfield, whereas it's only maybe 180 degree awareness in defence. Mm. We'd probably argue the, the opposite, but I, I don't know where you put him. I don't think he's a, a right winger because I don't think he, he goes past people enough. I think he's got excellent delivery, excellent vision, but where do you play him? Do you play him in, you in the wrong on that one, though. Do you know why I say you could be wrong on that one? I agree with everything you said, Steve, so far, besides the right wing, winger part, because... Yes, football's changed, but one of the best right-wingers, probably the best that we've ever seen in the Premier League, David Beckham, he wasn't known for beating anyone. I think where he's similar is changed. he would get the ball. Yeah, but it has, the game has changed. Has, you've got, you got, you got Salah. Salah's Salah, Salah playing right-wing. You, you can't put Trent there. 
Yeah, no, no. And no, also, no, David Beckham defensively worked hard. ベックスベックスワンオブザベストディフェンシブライトウィンガーズアワーアブチームウォズイダグッウォズイダウォズイダグッディフェンシブリーリオカズオブシーウィガーウィガーウィガーウィガーウィガーウィガーウィガーウィ
I just feel that you've got it's, it's, it is a lot of the time it's like what can I do to affect the opposition and I think what he thinks about what I can do to affect the opposition's left winger is be on the ball and being uh, getting advanced positions rather than sometimes saying I can do that but let me just make sure that he don't get a sniff today he ain't going to get minimise his shots on goal minimise his chances at goal minimise his runs behind me minimise his 1v1 duels against me and I don't think the balance has been there enough for him to be that complete player that we know he, I know he can be. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I like him, and I, and I hope that he that he does improve in that element. I'm going to rattle through the rest now of the results. Let's talk about guys. let's to, let's talk about relegation, Joel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm rattling through the results really quickly so we can get to it. So Villa beating Brighton two one. Well done, Unai Emery. Yeah, well done. Um, made well done, Europe Unai. excellent stuff. Uh, I'm going to move it yeah. on before Steve. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve adds in a, a couple comments here and there. Um, Crystal Palace drawing with Nottingham Forest. Well done again. Excellent well done, stuff. Nottingham Forest. Uh, yeah, you know, they, I can't even start, man. They, they, honestly, man, they've been. Uh, what's is it? A, a winnie? My man's balling. Their bro. form, their, their their form at home has kept Nottingham Forest up. That place became a mm. fortress. They beat big teams there. That play atmosphere mm. there was old school, man. So Nottingham Forest, well done. Darren Fletcher, the the, the commentator, would be the huge Nottingham Forest fan. We had a mm. bet he won. I thought they'd go down. So well done, Nottingham Forest. Um, now focusing on the key games this weekend: Leicester two, West Ham one. Rio, mm. <clears throat> West Ham, who have won the league in the last few years, they won the FA Cup and the Community Shield. They have been relegated. Leicester, yeah, Leicester, it's, it's a huge, this is a, an unbelievable story. For the success they've had recently to where they are now, I think the unfortunately, this is all kind of, the, t- the tables have turned, um, obviously since the, the, the passing of the owner. Um, yes, they won the FA Cup after that, but you could see that there was maybe a bit of a downward spiral, after, especially after that FA Cup win, they just did the investment into the, to the squad, I spoke to, to Brendan Rodgers on BT Live before a game and he really alluded to the fact that the, the investment into the, into the squad hasn't been anywhere near it needs to be to maintain what they were doing. And they've just spiralled out of control and the club seems to have lost a bit of direction. Listen, the training ground, the ground that they've got, the facilities, a bit like Spurs, the infrastructure at the football club is tremendous. It's all there. But what you're seeing on the pitch hasn't reflected that and it's been really, really sad to see that what they've done this season, I mean, they put them in a self. They've got so much talent. There's going to be a huge exodus. Look at Tielemans. What does Vardy do? Jeremy Pereira, if he, if he gets fit. Um, Barnes, like crazy, crazy. What? Well, I don't know where they go. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. But I do think they've got those players. Might obviously they're going to lose a lot of players. But I feel like, man, they should have enough quality to come back, man. But you never know in the championship mm. these days. Man. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot going on there. Obviously. Tottenham beating Leeds 4-1. Big Sam couldn't come wow. and save the day. Harry Kane getting two goals on the day. Um, that's 30 league goals for him, but it's not about him. Big Sam couldn't get the job done, man. What's happened to Leeds? Yeah. Bielsa, Bielsa oh, gets them up. Yeah, go on. Bielsa to Big Sam in a year. Madness. Like, Bielsa gets them up. They, the, 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 what flies around the club... The positivity. I went there to the training ground, interviewed a few players, and it's like they couldn't believe it. They, they loved it. They loved the atmosphere, the environment. They were in the culture. There was great. Then all of a sudden, they get rid of Bielsa, and what happens? The, the capitulation there. There's no direction. They go to they go to Jesse. Jesse is it Marsh? His name is. There's a manager. The yeah. identity of the football club from having a real clear, clear identity of what they were about coming out of the Championship into the Premier League and everyone going, "This is them." On the front foot, whether you like it or not, we're an aggressive team. We're going to lose a lot of games, but we're going to win some. We're going to be an exciting team to watch, but we're going to be there or there. But so then, obviously, going a little bit under the pressure and losing points and being in a bad position under Bielsa. But then, Jesse March's team, what's the identity there? To, to where they go to with Big Sam? And you're thinking, what is going on here behind the scenes? What is the idea for this football club moving forward? If you're a Leeds fan now, you're thinking, what are we? Where are we? Who are we? Yeah. No fight yesterday in the game either. 4 1 in a game like that. Big game of the season. Spurs in disarray. Do you know what I mean? Just shut down Harry Kane and Son and you're all right. Like in the last, and we're fighting for survival when you get pumped 4 1 at home at Ellen Road, the fortress. 
Unreal. Yeah, cheerio. You won't be missed. <laughs> Why are you so... Everton, by the way, yeah. another last day escape as well. Two years on the spin oh, they've done it. Man. What a goal by the court, them go down, to be honest. <clears throat> Pardon? Wouldn't have minded seeing them go down, to be honest. No, I like Everton. I like that football club. Something good about it. I like them. Just, nah, just to shake it up a little bit, I wouldn't have minded seeing what they do. I mean, what do Leicester do? How do they go from here? Don't know, no, man. Think about... Yeah, don't know, man. I'm worried for them. They got to, they got to have a little bit of investment, definitely. But the right investment. They should have been all right on FIP. They managed to sell two centre halves for 150 mil. Mm. Mental. It's mm. true. I'm bringing it back to Everton really quickly, right? Sean Dyche comes in. He does the job he's supposed to do. Um, and to be honest with you, he show, he show, you know, he, he's done exactly what Frank Lampard did. I think the real test for him is going to be next season, like what we saw with Frank Lampard. Is he going to be able to get that team away from this relegation fight? I mean, it's been... 70 years since they've been relegated ever. And I heard, I heard the start on match of the day yesterday. Um, for me, decent players, you know, great goal from the Um, is they have to stay away from that though, man, because how a club that spent so much money in the last few years keeps finding themselves in the same place. Rio, I don't, I don't know the insides and outs of football club. In fact, that's a club that we, we need to go do the on the inside on because um, we know one or two people there, right? Um, obviously, Ash played mm. there as well, Ashley Williams. So we need to see what's going on and understand the structure. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see. What, but I think, it's, it's, again, that's a club that seems in disarray from the top down to the bottom. Obviously, changing managers, the recruitment of, the, of some of the players in that squad has been a bit like you, you scratch your head a little bit. But then, mm. obviously, at the, at the, at the top, the fans aren't happy. They stay up yesterday and they're still shouting, sack the board. Like, so you can see there's a toxic environment there right. that needs sorting out. Um, mm. But I think they just need, uh, Daesh is going to have a, a, a difficult job there. It's a big job, difficult job. But it's a, I think it's still a great job to have Everton's a big football club, man. Mm. Great fan base. But he needs a, he needs the back, full backing of the board and he needs the recruitment to be, team to be on point this year. Completely different from the team that they played West Ham, who uh, before it was all about sack David Moyes. Now you know he's in the Conference League final, um, safe from Red. Go on the Amers. Go on the Amers. It's so mad how football changes. And just to mention, so the teams relegated: Leicester City, Leeds United, Southampton. Teams promoted: Burnley, Sheffield United, and Luton Town. Well done to those teams, man. I'm looking forward to... I can't wait to go Luton and, and walk through someone's front front room to yes. get to the ground. I can't wait. I can't wait. Seriously, I'm taking my big Dr. Martins and leaving footprints. <laughs> oh, what a, what a, I, I'm, Do you know what? I had one of my worst performances in my whole career at Kenilworth Road, actually, as a young kid before I went on loan to Bournemouth. I thought I'd never make it as a footballer after the performance really? I had there. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, well, I was mad about it. Um, they're all the way from National League. Yeah. They? Yeah, unreal. Done it in nine or ten years. Unbelievable. That is. So have they done fun. it with mad investment or has, have they just grafted? I'm not I sure. I the, the, manager, the, the, the manager there, by the way, was sacked by Watford, wasn't he? Sacked by Watford earlier in the season, goes to Luton and gets them up. Unbelievable scenes. Yeah. Well, look at um, look at Tommy Tits. Get sacked by Chelsea. What an escape he's had there, by the way. Lands on his oh. feet by getting a Bayern Munich job and wins the league. Can we just talk about Mr. Musiala. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. mate. He's one Absolutely. of my best favourite footballers to watch. I love this kid. I'm saying it right now. This kid, if he doesn't win a Ballon d'Or at some point, it's a travesty with the ability that he's got. I think, one for me, he's, the, he's my favourite under-21 player in the world right now. I love him. I think he's unbelievable footballer. Scores the goal that wins by me at the league. He's, he's, I think he's been their top goal scorer this season in Bayern Munich. Like, for a young kid, England lost out, didn't go hard enough maybe to get this kid. I'm not sure the detail behind it, but he obviously grown up in England, obviously got German, German blood as well, but he chose Germany. This kid, man. But the big question is, would he have even been anywhere near the first team if he stayed here at Chelsea? Yeah. And would he have even got a chance and being playing with England like he does for Germany? I very much doubt it. Too much I, sauce with Gareth Southgate. Yeah. 
Because I, I look at it, the equivalent of him in our league is Foden, and Foden can't get near the pitch. Uh, he wouldn't have played for England. So he's done well for himself to go and go Germany. He's playing football. Because this kid is a serious, serious... And we're talking about Bellingham, who I love, and I think it's going to be great. This kid could go beyond. It's funny. I was going to get on to you. He's, that, he's a different best. player. I was going to get on to you when you said best under 21 in the world. I was going to say, Rio, you're, 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 you're a high, mate. What about Vinny Jr.? But I realise Vinny Jr. is 22, so... You got like no, 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 no. That's yeah, mad yeah, how no. young he is as well, isn't it? That's mad Bell, how young Camavinga, Bellingham. Oh. These boys are there. Don't get me wrong, but in terms of my favourite one to watch, yeah, Musiala. I'm happy Matsu. for him, personally, but I just don't like the fact that Bayern have won the league like 10 years in a row, man. Like, I just think that's so dead, man. Like, uh, Tell that really to a Bayern fan. fan. Yeah, I know, but it's like the Scottish league, man. It's boring. Um, but yeah, guys, listen. listen guys. I want to say thank you very much, you know, for watching us this season. Uh, Vibe with Five has definitely been uh, my favourite, the most interesting. It was almost a five-star performance by Arsenal this season. You know, next year FC, you know. But uh, please make sure you check out the videos that we've we've released this week, the videos we're about to release. So we've released, Rio did a season wrap-up talking about Eric Ten Hag. Check it out if you haven't. I was with Erlen Haaland, the man who broke my heart uh, earlier on this week. Obviously, Steve and Ash were also at uh, the Stockport game yesterday. So there's a penalty shootout clip to watch out there. Um, obviously, Vibe 5 today. We've got Steve's compilation this week. Rio's compilation coming out as well. We will be at the FA Cup final. Steve and Ash have got a show coming out. It's just going to be content, content, content. So do us a favour. Like, share, comment and subscribe. Joel Bayer, Stephen Housem, Rio Ferdinand signing out. Vibe 5. Peace. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.